0: With me today are Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And as you can see, I actually haven't updated the intro. The the (laughs) outro is updated, so that one's good. Still got to get the video right for Anne-Marie on the intro, but that's right. That's That's my goal for next week. But uh, the good news is that uh, we're back. We, uh, guys, we actually had three shows off last week because Louise and I took a little trip to Kid Cod on Thursday and Friday. And Wednesday, there was supposed to be a show, and I just wasn't feeling well. I got sick, which is not a good thing to do before you go off on holiday, right? But, um, yeah, it all works out. I learned a lot about myself. I learned I was a lot more stressed than I thought. <laughs> so, you know, hey. you learn things, right? But uh no, it's all good and we're we're back up and running here. Got a couple of things to tell people about. First of all, uh Shelley Epperly is gonna be leaving the show, and uh so we're once again looking for somebody else to step into the breach, so to speak. So Anne Marie has done it, and on Tuesdays, Bridget D is now joining us there. So um we're looking for one more person who might want to step out of the audience and step onto the platform, the StreamYard platform. Join us and have a good time. So if you're interested. Send an email, send a text message, send something—something, something, something that I'll recognize. Um Don't don't do like I did with Louie where I sent him an email; and he never checks emails. Doesn't work that way. But uh, send, send—I can take an email, WalterDelawayToday.net. That works. Send me something via the app, send something by loatoday.net website via the Facebook page. I'll, I'll get all of those. Uh, doesn't really matter which one you pick. But reach out because it's fun, Anne Marie, isn't it? I mean, you've got, oh, this it. Oh, it really me, is, right? Mm-hmm. It was, is it more, is it different from what you expected?
1: Is it different? I didn't expect to be as terrified as I, uh, I am at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> but no, honestly, I, I, I was just writing, writing in my journal today that I'm learning so much mm. just from, just from having conversations with you guys. Wow. And Very yeah, cool. worth every second. It's right. so much fun.
0: That's cool, and and, well, Louis, you know what it was like, but you jumped right in, you know, like after watching one, (laughs) listening one episode. So you were done at that point. It's like, okay, bring me on the show. But what was your
2: experience like when you came on? Well, well, as you know, I've always been confident, so (laughs) there was a little bit of excitement from, you know, it's just something new. Um, Mm.
0: By the way, you're a little bit low. Bring your volume up just a tad.
2: um, Yeah, just give me a sec. How's that now? Yeah, that's good. Good. Um, yeah, as I was saying, I was very confident, um, in the beginning, but still, you know, something new and you know, it was really exciting and, and all the rest of it. So, yeah, there was a bit of nervousness, um, in the beginning with anything like this. Uh, you know, you're exposing yourself to the public and you don't know how people are going to react and all the rest of it, and you know, it, it's it is what it is. It, it was just fun, I mean, in the beginning, um. Yeah, it's just a bit of excitement and, 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 you know, trying to plan what I was going to say and all the rest of it. Now we just wing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you hit it very well because I remember those early episodes. And if
0: you were planning that, the planning was covered over very nicely. You you smoothed out all the seams. So nice job on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, oh, was, something else. Oh, go ahead.
2: Uh, I always remember that uh, I was always so impressed about you, Walt, at how well you were at finding the right questions at the right time, the right place and still are. Um, it's ready. It's quite a skill you got there.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Of course, having done 1500 episodes, you kind of learn it, you know, one way or another. 1, yeah. 1500 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere along the line, pick up the skill just a little bit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> It's kind of like what Cindy Chavez likes to talk about. She says you you can be the worst person at drawing in the world. And if you get a pad of paper with 365 pages on it and you try to draw something every single day, by the end of the year, you'll be a good person at drawing. It'll be just that simple. Mm. So, yeah, that's really the way it works. But thank you. I do appreciate that. Um, Something else I want to tell people about, uh, those of you who are interested in David Strickle, the stream of David, David's going to be joining us for an episode a week from Tuesday. So that actually gives us more time to find somebody to replace Shelley because – week from Tuesday, it'll be me and Bridget and then David. And then the week following, that's when we're looking to start somebody new. So if you're thinking about it, that's a good time to reach out during that two-week period. But if you've also had questions that you wanted to ask David Strickle or the Stream of David, if you ever wanted to, to kind of sit in the hot seat without actually having to sit in the hot seat, it's a good way to do it is just to send a question in or, or be a co-host. and You can ask a question right from the show because that's also a good way to do it. But uh, either way, David's going to be joining us in about a week and a day. Um, and we have uh, other people coming in, too, in the next uh, few weeks. I'm, I'll see if I can find them quickly. I, I didn't prep for this, I'm afraid. I was kind of like doing this from the seat of my pants, shall we say. But uh, there there are good stuff coming up. I, I've, I'm in conversations with a gentleman named Ron Laker. I made reference to him without naming him uh, last week as somebody who may come on because he uh, has a particular kind of expertise. He is a certified billionaire. And if you've ever wanted to Talk to or listen to or ask questions of a billionaire and what it took to get there. That's the guy to ask. Now, we don't have the date set up yet, but he's definitely uh, expressed his interest in coming on. He's he's doing what billionaires do. He's traveling the world at the moment. And when you're busy doing that, you have to kind of put podcasts aside. But he'll be back. And when he's back, that'll be the time that we'll get him onto the show. We've also got uh, a couple other people. Jeanette. Jeanette Douglas, Douglas I'm not sure if I'm mispronouncing her name. Well, I'm sure I am, either way, one way or another, I mispronounced it. Uh, but she is a friend of of um, Cindy and Jackie, who do the Wednesday show with me. She's going to be joining us and talking about, of all things, Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Why it's such a powerful ally for a deliberate creation? Like, okay, there's an interesting topic. Hadn't really thought of that one. And then we all also... Mercury Mercury retrograde. It, it comes from the world of astrology. Uh, it 's actually a physical phenomenon uh, there there is a an optical illusion that happens every I think it 's every eighty eight days or so where um, Mercury appears to go backward in its orbit it doesn 't actually go backwards it's just because of the nature of the orbit that it looks like it 's doing it, but it creates this appearance as if it 's moving backwards in its orbit and there are a lot of people in the astrology world who attribute Mercury retrograde to all kinds of things going rotten in people's lives and electronics screwing up and all kinds of stuff. So it has a sort of a a, a negative down-the-spiral, low-vibe twist to it that most people apply. And what's different here is Jeanette actually is going to apply uh, an up-the-spiral twist to it. So that's going to be interesting to find out. What does she think is up-the-spiral about it? And then we have...
2: It's a little bit like Friday the 13th. Some people look at it as good. Some people look at it as good. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um and then we have uh David who's going to come on again in September. He's going to be on a Friday show, the second Friday in September. Um and that's gonna be interesting because Debbie G, of course, does that with neo positivity in me and Debbie G is also a boot camper, so I'm looking forward to having David and perhaps the stream interact with Debbie because Debbie is like this you know mercurial personality and the two of them going at it, that's gonna be really interesting to listen to and be a part of. And then I, I've got one other person coming on. This one, I don't even know much about this this particular guest. Zera Mahoon. What I do know is that the website is podcastvirtuoso.com. I, I have no idea what that one's about. But that's going to be Friday, August 27th. So mark it on your calendar. I am marking it because I want to find out what this guy's about. I have no idea. <laughs> but it should be fun. Anyway, so that's my long-winded set of uh announcements and promos and so forth uh, before we get started here um can't say i really had a whole lot to talk about except i can tell you a little bit guys about what my vacation my holiday was like um and what i learned from it because there, there were a few things i learned first i learned how stressed i am i thought i was a lot less stressed than i really am and i found out just how stressed i am by getting very sick before we left and then spending, we were only supposed to be away for four days. We, we didn't actually leave on time. The first day we had to stay home because I was sick. And the, the rest of the three days was just me dragging my butt from place to place on this beautiful location. We were on Cape Cod, which is right off the coast of Massachusetts. It's a fabulous vacation resort area. And you would think I was in, you know, being punished and sent to detention the way I was behaving. It was just, it was not a pretty sight. And I would not have predicted that that's where I was at, because I've been doing all this work on myself and so forth, and i been achieving results. And then all of a sudden, bam! I get hit with that. So I'm still figuring it out. I can't give you a whole lot more commentary than that. I, I haven't quite, I haven't quite figured out what what's going on with it, except to say I now know I'm a lot more stressed than I I thought before. And my wife confirmed it, by the way. And I asked her, well, how did you know? She said because that's how I felt when I was running the business. So yeah. <laughs> But I I can't explain it anymore than that. I don't know. Have you guys ever found like, you know, circumstances you, you got sick, something showed you that you were experiencing stuff that you didn't realise you were experiencing?
2: So Walt um I often discovered that when I worked in the ninety five world, which is over fifteen years ago, <clears throat>
0: that
2: when holidays came along I used to get sick. And I realized that it was not a phenomenon for only me. It was a phenomena for quite a lot of people. Really? So you hold it together to keep on working because you have this, you know, this obligation and, you know, you need the money to come in and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then when holiday comes, you feel you can just go oh, and relax and then sickness comes and, um, you know, depending on how bad it was, it depends how long it lasts, basically so it might last a whole holiday or just a day of the holiday or two Mm -hmm. days or Mm -hmm. or whatever but it's almost immediately you stop working you you've already focused on getting in the car going on holiday or whatever Mm. and then it just hits you starts taking you well i
0: i didn't wait that long i got sick before we even got in the car (laughs) (laughs) i didn't waste any time at all
1: (laughs) that's probably because you knew you were going to be able to relax because i'm the same as Mm. louis if i stop work within a within a day i'm poorly really because, yeah, my body just stops, but it's quite interesting because um, when I was going through retire I had a lot of pains. My knee was hurting. My shoulder was hurting. And it really taught me a lot about self-care mm. while doing that because I was noticing where I was mm-hmm. and noticing when I had to stop mm. and when I needed to take, you know, just an evening off or just do some time for myself.
0: Yeah, I was exhibiting one of the classic uh, – Male characteristics, which I will exclude Louis from because I don't think it's fair to narrow it down to one person and I don't think it even applies to him, to be honest. But, uh, a it, stereotypically narrow uh, male characteristic is to not know what he wants or not know what he wants to do or what he wants to eat or something like that, which I had a history of doing, but I had thought I'd left behind. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Every time Louise asks us, asks, so what do you want to do today? I was like, I don't know. just no enthusiasm, no excitement. I don't know. I don't know something. I have no idea. Do you want something to eat? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) There was no enthusiasm at all for the first day and a half. And then I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what happened. I think it's just that we went to a really, really, really nice spot, very ritzy, very expensive spot. And we sat down to have this really nice lunch. Um, and the the view in front of us was gorgeous. It was definitely um upper crust type place. You, know, you you're not going to get out of there for under three figures. It's not going to happen. It's that kind of a thing. And it was all of a sudden, I kicked into ear Like, yes, this is the lifestyle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I turned to
0: Louise and said, "Now I know I want. I want this." <laughs> 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 and she
2: said, "Oh, okay." You know, Abram often says that um, we we don't get excited because we don't place our vision of what we want far enough ahead. Hmm. In other words, we, you know, I'm living in a uh, a five hundred thousand pound house, so looking at a six seven eight hundred thousand pound house not going to excite me one million mm. pound house not going to excite me, but a two million three million ah. oh, that quite, oh, that could be quite exciting <laughs> you know that looks good <laughs> that feels good <laughs> and uh we we're often we're not 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 um getting our saliva glands working very well we 're not salivating enough. Over where we want to go and what we want to be and what we want to mm. do. So, you know, if 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 you haven't got a partner yet, you know, you can really salivate over the idea of yeah. what you where you where you want. <laughs> right, um, right. And uh, you know, a lot of people are just not, you know, not not getting their juices flowing enough. And uh, and uh, a lot of people would call that your creative juices or your visualization juices or whatever. Mm. But you know, you can call it what you want. But you know just getting that getting into that place of really being excited about where you want to go um, i <clears throat> I tend to be very thorough in what I'm doing, like with the jaguar, I started just wanting to see more jaguars, and then after a year, I wanted to see a certain color jaguar, and then after another year, I wanted to see a certain color and a a certain um, year mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and so You know, I allow it to take time and I've really enjoyed it and all the rest of it. And then I'll end it up with a Jaguar. And then I'm focusing on homes at the moment, so I'm looking at different homes. And, you know, the picture in the background is the kind of glassy type home I'm looking for. And, ah. you know, so, you know, I'm just looking to sell it. I'm looking to enjoy living in this house with all this glass and having that storm knock the hail on the wind on the glass and just enjoying it so much. <laughs> um, you know, just really, really, really enjoying it in my mind so much that, you know, I don't even care if I get it or not. You know, that's the kind of place you've got to get to. And, uh <clears throat> you know there's so many different levels to it you know just getting a parking spot in the at the beach where we're going and the right place and etc you know so that becomes so easy that you hardly think about those things anymore you know they just all fall in place so you know it's it's everyday life just you know having a really nice supper and you know having fresh food from the garden which we do almost all the time you know we've got beans and and cucumbers and we got uh, corn on the carbs, We've got potatoes from the garden. We've got apples. We've got every um, berry you can think of, from raspberry, gooseberry, yostaberry, blackberry, blueberry. um uh, ros- uh, Yeah, I said that. Um, there's so many I can't even remember the the shapes and the colours and the, you know, and the <laughs> names and. The, um, you know, we, I just go into the garden in the morning and I just sit down under one of the rosby trees or one of the blueberry trees and I just pick and I eat and I eat. <laughs> you know, it's just oh, sounds it's just <laughs> um Or I go grab a fresh apple off the tree, or you know, when the when the grapes are ready, they're not ready at the moment. They will be a bit late in the year. You just got to pick a whole bunch and you sit down. And you just start munching, you know. And you know you make sure you pick the right ones in the right place. And <laughs> you know it's just so nice. You're sitting in the garden there, um, having a barbecue. And then you've you've got um, your courgette which you're cooking, and uh, <laughs> you know you have got your corn on the cob and all the rest of it. And it's just it's just so much fun to 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 really visualize all that, my wife 's done a lot of the hard work. I do all the heavy lifting, you know and then, you know there 's a symbiotic relationship going on there but she's she 's the one with green fingers and mm. but she really has a vision of what she wants and if something doesn 't play ball it 's out kicks mm. it out it 's out of the garden she rips it out, and there 's no hesitation if something <laughs> works and that 's it and so we go on and on and on. you know we built these beds for 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 the garden railway sleepers you know i drilled all the holes and lined everything up and dragged these huge sleepers around the garden and put them in place and cut them up and you know we got three um and some smaller ones uh, beds which we made huge beds of 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 vegetables etc and if you have a look at them now they're absolutely groaning with food you know the tomatoes are coming on and you know, it's nothing like going and picking a fresh tomato from the, from a tree and just popping it in oh, your yeah. mouth and it's totally wrong. You know, it's just oh and you know, I wanna I want to encourage everybody in LOA just to get those juices flowing, you know, just yeah. to really, really enjoy that kind of thing. We have those fresh beans um today, and and you know, fresh beans from the garden. There's nothing like them. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when my wife's a very good cook as well, so you mm. know they cook perfectly, <laughs> they spice perfectly. You know they—they're um, my wife makes salt, so she takes the herbs from the garden and oh we my. buy some high-quality salt, and we we mix it together in in a blender—not um, a blender. Um, just one of those things that you grind at the table, grinder, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. salt grinder. And um, she's put chilies in my one, so everybody's kind of got their, own. <laughs> <laughs> I love their that. own mixture. And so I like a little bit of herbs and chilies, so I've got to really spice up my food because I, I enjoy that. And the kids don't like the spices so much, so they're not, they're not going into that whole spice thing so much. And, um, yeah, it's just all fun. I really have a lot of fun with it all.
0: Whoa! What a rampage of food that was! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here buzzing, listening to that.
1: Cool. See, I'm just, I'm just picturing him in the Garden of Eden. That's what Louis looks like to me.
2: <laughs> you should have a look at it. It's, uh, it's really, it's not huge, it's not a massive garden, but it's, it's, it's every angle is worked. Even the garage roof has got stuff on it.
0: <laughs> I, I love
2: should. it. Because, you know, it's a warmer place for for certain things. Um, It works better there because it gets the heat off the garage later on in the evening and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, the garden's green and, um, you know, I'm studying soil. So I'm trying to make sure that the soil quality is high and there's lots of things which I'm learning Mm. at the moment which we'll go into maybe on another podcast because it's really interesting. How to improve the soil, just putting fertilizer on your your soil Fertilize, not fertilizer, just putting compost on your mm-hmm. yeah. on, on your on your lawn, not fertilizer not for oh, your farmers yeah. farm compost stuff. Is, is a wonderful way to
0: <clears throat> to fertilize so to speak
2: yeah yeah, and um, you can really enrich your soil hugely, and then mm. there's other carbon based things and other things which really really help um the um, what you're trying to do is get your soil to be live, so it must be full of earthworms and all the creepy crawlies, and there must be so much life in it that everything works. So the, you know, the whole thing about <clears throat> a human body is it's made of earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you eat carrots, carrots come from the earth. If you eat a cow, cow ate the grass, the grass came from the earth. So the human body is just an accumulation of earth, and when you breathe out, the tree breathes it in, and what the tree breathes out, you breathe in. So there's <laughs> there's a symbiotic relationship which you oh, start yes. getting very in tune with, that you start relating to and living with, and <clears throat> and all the rest of it. And you know, every time you're eating something from the garden, I'm I'm just you know putting my hands together and saying thank you. Yeah. To the earth or to anything, you know, whatever you want to say thank you to. Well, but especially with, with the uh, the
0: fact that you you basically have planted these extensive vegetable gardens, which means you're not only going to get fresh vegetables, but you're going to get vegetables with flavor, with deep, yes. rich flavor. Nothing yes. like you'll ever get at a supermarket or a store or anything no. like
2: that. <laughs> not even close. It's just,
0: it's but night and day.
2: You also understand that lettuce, if it's... If it, If you break off a fresh lettuce leaf, yeah, it bleeds that white stuff, that white milk. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But only within an hour. After an hour, you don't get that. There's a lot lot of good. Good nutrition in that 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 white bulk. so you know if you don't have your own garden and you don't have your own fresh fresh stuff, and you don't well you it wouldn't know hour, <laughs> you don't get yeah. some of this nutrition, and you go and buy a mineral vitamin tablet to compensate <laughs> that big Pharma has made um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm good. nothing is big Pharma. <laughs> um, so yeah, farm in a lot of ways, just not that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's pros and cons to everything. I could rave about big Pharma as well. They've done a lot. Anne Marie, did you hear the episode that uh, Louis went into
0: extensive detail about how there's farming going on where they're combining all this stuff into the same space? No. Tell, tell her. No, that's just, not. I mean, we, we, did, we did a whole episode on that, so we don't want to do the whole thing. But just give her like a flavor <laughs> of that about you know how. Oh, we, you, all we were stuff talking
2: together. about biodiversity. So biodiversity. Yeah. Do, you, do you understand what biodiversity is? No, it's not white pad. Okay, so basically, if you've got a field just with corn in it, nothing else, you're not biodiverse. In other words, you haven't mixed your carrots with your beans, with your tomatoes, with your with with, with your apples, with your grapes, etc. So you haven't. You've got a field that's just got one thing in it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's not biodiverse. So the word biodiverse, you're going to hear a lot about. Um, in the in the context of it's now becoming more financially viable for farmers to be biodiverse, in other words, to have more than one crop in their fields, because one thing feeds off another. So the leaf, the big leaf of the one plant will now protect um, something else growing in the ground, which will uh, improve the soil and the one soil um, effect that one root system has on the soil will help another one. And so they all, once you start understanding which ones work well together, you put them together, et cetera, and there's many formulas of which ones would work together. <clears throat> and then when they, you know, you can't send big combine harvesters in to harvest the stuff because mm. it's all mixed. So it has to be done by hand and it has to be done um, often because you've now got different harvests maturing at different times of the year. So you've now got more crops at different times of the year. My sister's actually doing this in um, Mozambique at the moment. So she upped and left uh, the Netherlands with her partner, and they've been going over to Mozambique for years and years now, and they've built up a relationship with the chief, and they've got a bit of land that's near the coast, and now they've built um, over the years fields of different things, biodiverse fields. And now they they've got a shack which they're building up. They have a borehole, you know. It's like really starting from scratch, and they're filming all this, and, and you know, getting it all down, and all the rest of it. So, you know, <clears throat> they've got a lot of knowledge about building plant life and, and 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 soil and all the rest of it. They're very knowledgeable. So, you know, watching many many people around the world. So the the big problem with this planet is the greenhouse gases. Now, what's the biggest thing to stop the greenhouse gases? It's not cutting away fuel, going to electric cars, blah, 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 blah. That's not the biggest. That's one of the smallest things we can do. One of the biggest things we can do is change the way farmers farm. In what okay. ways? Because when you've got a biodiverse ground that is all lush and it's green and it's never tilled, yeah. you don't know, go through it and re- rape it with these these things that make it exposed to, to, to the sun, the raw earth, because it's always got a covering on, etc. What happens is tons and tons, I mean literally the amount is incredible, the amount of CO2 gases that it sucks down into the earth is huge. It's gargantuous. So if you get more and more farmers going biodiverse, you're going to get more and more greenhouse gases sucked into the ground, naturally the way it was in the past when we didn't cut down the forests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) So you start understanding now the incredible importance of um, building – The whole farming community start thinking about their soil, and they've been forced into thinking about it because big farmer says, "Oh, you got you got weeds, throw this poison on, and then this poison starts destroying this part of 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 the soil, and then you got big farmer saying, you know, you got to do this, and then you can only buy seeds from me, and you can only do that, and you can only do the other, and then they start controlling the entire thing. But now the farmers are making money." Many, 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 many farmers are now going bankrupt all over the world. Very true. And why that's happening is because the the soil is destroyed and they can't grow anything anymore. (laughs) So they're having to learn to go to biodiverse um, and to encourage the soil growth and to strengthen it. Because if you rip up your your grass, even in your lawn at home, and you don't see – Little creatures running around, you don't see earthworms, etc., yeah. then you don't have a particularly live uh, piece of land.
0: Yeah. We should clarify too it's not that you're not growing anything, it's just that what you are growing is yielding very poorly compared to what it could be. Yeah. but well, it makes sense, doesn't word. it? that
1: you're, <clears throat> Sorry, it makes sense that the more you put into the soil, the more it's going to take and the more diff- it's, it's a bit like your own body. The more you put in, the more nutrients you're yeah. going to get, and same for the soil. For-
2: Exactly, exactly. And then there's this thing called desertification, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, where the whole planet is starting to go more and more desert. And it's doing that because we are... Incorrect farming is one of the big reasons. Okay, so India, they say, in the next 40 years will be completely... Unless they do something about it very seriously now, and they are looking at it from a government and all other levels... Quite seriously, about 40 years the whole country will be um, turned into a desert. <clears throat> wow, that's scary. Um, you know, obviously India is a hot country, etc., uh, etc. Yeah. Et so, you know, it's got more of the problems. England is going to be far less of a problem, for example, in comparison to India. Um, so, yeah, just understanding all that is is quite important. I think, specifically, you know, if you understand the law of attraction, and you want to be able to give your kids something better in the future. You know, because how we leave the planet as adults is what our children reap. So, isn't, you, isn't it interesting, too, that
0: because uh, we're talking about um, uh, the, the, the greenhouse gases and so forth, and a lot has been made about that, particularly in political circles, um, with massive movements against it and so forth. And in the process of all those massive movements, what have we gotten? We've got exactly what they were complaining about in larger and larger numbers, yeah. which is pure law of attraction. I mean, that's what we talk about here every, every week here on the show, is you keep focusing on what you don't want about something, you'll get more of what you don't want about something. That's exactly what we get. Now, all of a sudden, here we are on this episode, and we did it on a previous episode, talking about what we do want instead and how great it'll be and here are all the wonderful things that, that are going to come out of it. Imagine what happens if that starts taking on any kind of you know, It doesn't yeah. have to be majority rule. We, you know, 5% will, will make a huge difference. 1% mm. will make a huge difference.
2: It doesn't take a lot. But the, <clears throat> well, the more and more people that understand some of the things which I've been saying, like in Africa, there's one group they've called, just dig it. That's them, their mantra. <laughs> I like it. Just <laughs> dig it. So what they're doing is they're digging room room-size holes in desificated areas and what that does is because there's now a wall the water collects in the in the in the pool and then everything mm-hmm. starts growing again ah. so you know they may even need to see a little bit but they generally don't have to what's already there will regrow so what they've done is they've just de- they've done in one part of africa just with this one movie i watched they dug 75 thousand holes and it was a whole job getting the locals to believe them to actually get out there and do it, <laughs> and then when it did start growing and showing, throwing fruit, they, they couldn't send their animals into that area because they had to wait for it to mature a bit more Right, at first. right, right. <laughs> so you know, it's a whole relearning process, and also they take trees or shrubs, and they they tie them up into uh, with a bit of string, and they cut away all, all the all the stuff underneath it, and that helps the tree to grow up. And the more trees grow up, the more cover they've got. And as soon as you change. The in, in uh, a piece of land into a greener area, you get more rainfall.
0: Sure, and, yeah. and that makes total sense because what they're really yeah. doing is they're removing
2: you, normally in, in
0: most uh fertile areas, anyway. The topsoil is the desirable soil, it's the soil on top that has the most nutrients and so forth until it's no longer true. And in a desert kind of situation, very definitely, it's not true. That means the soil way down is the better soil. So, what they're doing is they're getting at the better soil. Which is, it's on the one hand, it's brilliant. Um, On the other hand, it's like, well, well, yeah, duh. (laughs) It's both.
2: (laughs) But it's such a simple idea, but the implementation of it was really tricky. The amount of time and effort they had to take Mm. to speak to the locals and encourage them, go out and show them and spend years waiting for a result. Um, You know, it it is a whole tricky scenario. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot that goes into that.
0: But still, I love the ingenuity of it. Just thinking very carefully about what's it going to take to actually, not not assuming that it it can't be done, because I think that's where people usually start. Well, that can't be done. We can't, we can't do anything about deserts. Deserts are going to be Mm -hmm. deserts, you know, and it's going to be the end of the earth and blah, 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 blah. blah. You know, that's where most people start. But these people started with, well, yeah, we can resolve it. We just have to give us some thought. How are we going to do it? What's it going to take? for the whole, for the whole thing to shift and and start envisioning what's it going to be like when it happens that's I'm sure that's where they started you know they they may not have known anything about law of attraction but I'm sure they started with this is the image of where we want to get to and then they start asking themselves okay
2: so what do we do next what's our next step what's the next step and and in india they've now proven over many years that a farmer makes a lot more money with um, being more uh, biodiverse and planting more trees on their, on their property and working around them, etc. I love that and, uh, part.
0: That, that's the part that we yeah.
2: emphasized the last
0: time. You, you had your, your crops growing around trees, so they're all kind of intermixed yeah. together. I thought that was fabulous. <laughs>
2: but then you've got this guy in Canada who found a small little land in the middle of nowhere and started building something, and he's incredibly intelligent. On a level few people can understand, because he's intelligent in many different levels from a mechanical to a chemical to all other different levels um, to understanding um, permaculture, agriculture, etc. And he created a closed loop system, and mm. it's a powerhouse. And what it does is it uses a certain type of charcoal that is not made with much oxygen. And out of that small fuel, which he can go get wood from that are cut off and throwaways, and he can make it out of that. And a small amount of that can now fuel enough heat that he's able to take that and move it into a chemical mixture, which completely enlivens all his plants and all his growing and all the rest of it. And then he takes that and he moves it around somewhere else. But he's got a closed loop, so it's a circular thing. So it's almost like he's created perpetual motion very nice and, and he can he can charge just with this one thing that he made the entire process everything in that in huge structure and 10 other houses completely and that so the byproduct that is coming out of it is electricity wow so that's a, really by yeah, a byproduct yeah <laughs> byproduct electricity yeah so, you know, this guy came to it one day and he found it burned down, burnt to the ground, and then he was totally devastated. And he had to start the whole thing again. He's built it up again. Wow. But, of course, you know, anybody that's found perpetual motion or unlimited energy is going to be… Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You know, if I was the government and I was honest and ethical, I'd be the first people knocking on his door and getting getting his help to start pulling these all over the place. But if yeah. nobody's doing that; they're ignoring him and just finds it burnt down one day. <laughs>
0: well, I, I don't blame him for keeping it quiet because the words "government" and "ethical" usually don't belong in the same sentence. So <laughs> it actually makes sense that he would keep it quiet, and and I hope he continues to actually because that just because you keep it quiet doesn't mean it doesn't spread. It just means oh no, it it spread
2: through you know popular political press, that's all. But, you know, I think everybody knows he's got it now. They've put out a video and it's gone viral, so... Um, (laughs) But, you know, these I've always said to everybody, there is never has been on this planet a lack of resources or energy, ever. You can have as much as you want from from what we've already got, and more. You know, one guy was taking... um, Graphene. Now, if you know what graphene is, it's uh, it's graphene or graphite. Is it just like a pencil? Pencils right. made out of graphite, right? right? So, if you take very, very thin levels of graphite, it's called graphene, and okay. they're so micro-thin that if you put heat on one side, instantly, without zero loss, you get out the other side, one hundred percent. Wow, so it's a hundred percent conductor, yeah. that's really something. It's a hundred percent conductor. So now they're making there's one billionaire if you have a look on YouTube, look at billions for change. There's one billionaire who, who's got so much money and he just puts it back into studying all the stuff and his own company that looks into finding alternative methods. He's made a string out of it and he wants to plug it into the centre of the earth so he can tap into tap into to the, the core energy of the earth because there's zero <laughs> loss all the way up to the, to the surface. Yeah. True. So, yeah. you know, there's so many different possibilities out there that we can tap into the, you know, the sun and solar panels. is just a tiny, tiny dot small tiny not, not
0: insignificant, it's important. Not
2: insignificant, but I think what this other guy had was incredible because it was the closed loop system. Yeah. So there was no loss and yeah, it just that, went round and round. That, that, it was a whole that, that chemical process. Yeah. yeah that, um, so I'm really, really chuffed about that one. And I think that one, <laughs> I'd love one of those in my backyard. If, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my own powerhouse <laughs> um, would be incredible. Maybe in the next house
1: with all the glass windows.
2: Yeah, and then I can supply 10, 10 houses around me, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can wow. all have free electricity. um. Sad. But, you know, it's really exciting to see what people are doing out there with all Mm. um, these ideas. And and people are sharing and people are becoming aware and all the rest of it. So, you know, there's no reason for anybody ever to work. That's all a myth. That's all for government and taxes and all the rest. Mm. None of that's really necessary. And, you know, I haven't really worked (laughs) really very hard for many, many, many years now. (laughs) And the more I'm thinking, the less I'm working. You know the more i 'm using the law of attraction, the more i 'm getting things to work out for me quickly and easily, the less i 'm actually having to um, pay a tax man or, or or work at making money anymore it 's just just incredible how I, I I kind of learned this when I was an i t contractor because in the beginning, I really worked hard and I was up late, and you know I was a call out, and I had to go into the to fix all the problems of midnight and all the rest of it, even though they paid for the cab, it was just, you know, your whole sleep, and, and it was stressful. And then um, I got a job a little higher up the rank, and I got paid more, and I did less, and I thought, hey, this is a little bit better. And then I got, <clears> I got even higher up the rank, you know, project managing, and then, you know, I got paid a lot more, and I go – Less work, and then you know I got to a place where I was just getting paid a fortune just because they knew I could solve any problem, and I just sat there twiddling my thumbs, and if anything ever went wrong, I just sorted it out and I got paid you know like sixty pounds an hour you know. and you know one of my bosses when i when i uh <laughs> he was a new boss and he was there to to you know do some head chopping. So uh, mm. he can, comes in there and he sees this contractor that's been working for the Met Police for many years, and he was like shaking his head, no, no, no. no. <laughs> and um, I broke, um, I, I twisted my ankle, so I was on crutches. And uh, I was going past his secretary, and I had a good relationship with everybody there. And I, she said, "Hey, Louis, what's going on? Why, why are you on crutches?" I said, "Oh, uh, I was just about to answer, and 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 the big boss, the 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 new big boss, who's who's there to chop chop the chaff." said he tripped over his wallet. (laughs) 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 And I had to chuckle at that one because I was probably making a lot more money than he was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, you
2: know, I started realizing the the point I was trying to make is that the less I did, uh, I was getting paid more for thinking than I was getting Mm. paid for doing. And, of course, our world, you've got to work hard, study hard, you know, otherwise you don't get anywhere in life. It's it's just rubbish. (laughs) It is rubbish. You know, it is complete, absolute rubbish, but it takes people a long time to really break out of that because they're so programmed to believe that, Mm -hmm. that they will go down that route. And they will feel wrong if they don't. That's how strongly embedded it is. Mm, you know, true. if they get to my, my position where I do very, very little, they'll be feeling guilty about it.
0: And you can see that. I can see yeah. that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still working on that one.
2: That That mm. is one that
0: I'm still trying to, to lick, so to speak. And it just amazes me how often I think I've made some progress and all of a sudden, ship, there comes another sprout of guilt <laughs> or you know, frustration or anger or fear or whatever. Like, oh, where did that one come from? This, this is worse than the weeds. Weeds, you could actually pull up the roots. This one, you pull up the roots, they grow back anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you heard David talk about the pyramid for the economic system? So basically, you've got the people at the bottom who are mm. holding it up and they're the ones yeah. that are hating their jobs. Right. And they're the ones that you've got all that way to travel up. But you've got the people like Louie at the top of the pyramid, are living oh, yeah. in joy, getting the money. Yeah. And uh keeping things going. Oh yeah. And it's just finding your place on that pyramid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's actually part of the, the boot camp. It's uh one of the early yeah. uh mm. modules of that. It's absolutely true. And I knew that one before I got into boot camp, but it it's another thing to have it actually rubbed in your face again. When you're actually <laughs> in the middle of it, <laughs> you know, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's sure, right. Well, okay. <laughs>
2: I, I was at a, a, a meeting. It was an energy Jinshan meeting. world knows what Jinshan is, um, and I was saying my whole family was butching that I was lazy, mm. and I said, "Well, I really am proud that I'm lazy, and I want to promote <laughs> laziness." And, you know, and uh, you know, all of them are, are nodding their heads because once you've been in Jinshan a while, you really get that this, this energy thing really teaches you that once you once you. Once you open all the resistance and you tap into the source energy, you don't need to faff around with all the other stuff. You can just tap into source energy. Just let it flow. Let it flow. that is the easy way of doing it. It's not hard. Yeah. Yeah, That's the easy way.
0: When when you were talking about um, some of these uh, really brilliant minds that have come up with these really neat inventions, including that guy in Canada, Wow. It made me think, I wonder if that's something we should be making as like a more regular feature here on the show, just identifying as often as we can various people who are doing things outside the norm, not necessarily getting a ton of attention. Maybe they got an idea that went viral on YouTube or something, but still not getting there. They haven't become part of the mainstream. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, just listening to the story was a vibe lifter. Huge, huge mm-hmm. vibe lifter. Mm-hmm. And second of all, when you make it a regular practice to hear or talk about, or engage in conversation about stuff like that, that's going to create the automatic tendency to do that kind of thing even more, which is exactly what we try to do as conscious creators. We want to learn mm. to refocus our attention more and more on what we want. Well, in order to refocus your attention on what you want, you got to have some idea of what it is that you want. And a lot of us, the answer to that question is, oh, well, I'm not really sure, What what is possible? <laughs> we kind of get lost on that one. So. I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys think. I'm thinking maybe we ought to find a way to bring that kind of into the show, kind of thing more into the show more often.
1: I think so because it also helps other people to think in different ways and learn what's going on outside of the mainstream, mm. like you say.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is a big deal. Changing the way you think about stuff, mm. not just changing the way you think what you think about. You know, choosing I'm going to focus on stuff I like, but the way you think about stuff, how you how you mm. get to where you're trying to get to. Because that's what that guy in Canada did. I mean, he thought about everything completely differently from the way everybody else thinks about it.
2: So it, it started off, the movie started off with this farmer who got this piece of land and he had rented it and he eventually got kicked off it. So it wasn't a tight deal, but he had spent a lot of money and time and effort building up everything on there. Um, <clears throat> but he, this guy came around, the Soil Association guy, said, here, try some of this stuff. And he put it on his plant and within... Forty minutes, I think he said, it started changing color of his leaves wow. and his fruit or something. He said, this stuff is powerful. This is amazing. I want to know where it is. And it was this guy in Canada that had made this whole loop stuff. Um, wow. And so, so he went and visited him. And it's a whole movie about this farmer who's been trying to go organic and build his own thing and all the rest of it, uh, going to see this guy who's got this huge um, uh, kind of ecosystem going there. And uh, he was very, very impressed. And, uh, you know, he followed him all the way through the burning of it and the rebuilding of it and, and all the rest of it. So, yeah. Um, you know, when, when somebody is saying, you know, where, where do I spend my my money or who, who do I give to? To me, it's, it's, it's not the SPCA or whatever they call it in the different parts of the world. Um, it's, it's something to do with soil because everybody can choose where they want to, you know, go with with, with helping Other people, planets, etc. Because if you help the soil, you're now helping the animals, the humans. You're helping everything, yeah. Yeah. You're helping everything. So I I just like the, the core mentality of working with Mother Earth. So.
0: I, I didn't really, really ask for this last time we talked about it, but I want to ask this time. I, I want to know the URL of that video. It's very rare I want to actually watch a video that we talked about here on the show like where I, I really, really want to go watch it. This is I really want to go watch this one. This was interesting.
2: I'll, I'll I'll dig it out somewhere and wing it to you later. Yeah. yeah definitely. definitely. And then we can give it to all the listeners as well. So like- Absolutely. Well, yeah, once
0: I get it, I'll put it in the description for this episode so people can mm. dig it up. Yeah. But that sounds so, Louis, really you…
1: Sorry, Louis. You probably don't feel the need with um, the vision, but with the garden, do you ever sort of give your energy to the plants? Because I know once I had like a dying aloe plant, and I was literally just over it, trying to give it my energy, and it it, it got better.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it perked up, yeah. It right, perked so... up a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a whole lot of things to perk up a plant. You know, the first thing I would do to a plant is maybe repot it. I put it in new soil, yeah. Um, fresh organic, you know, we, we, we create our own compost, so we eat organic food, we put it in the in the compost, and it all rots and you know, we like putting certain things in it to speed it up a little bit, blah blah blah. Um uh, so when I'm doing that, am I getting am I giving it my energy? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so combining different things together, certain types of water, um, you know, I'm very, very keyed up on, on getting my water to be the best it can. Walt's heard me a few times go about all the millions of different things I do for water. I don't just drink mm. water. Um, I even drink it in a wine glass. Um, I, <laughs> I it. all the way. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> it's it's – the bottom line is: What did I? What did? What was your takeaway after week two, that you talked about on week three? I think it was. Well,
1: and the happiness. Yes. Yes.
2: What's the greatest gift you can give anybody? So, what is happening is. When you're happy about repotting the plant, putting new soil in, all the rest of it, you're aligning with your core energy, and you don't have to do anything, do you? You don't have to give it yeah. your energy. <laughs> okay, if you give it your energy, you're going to lose your energy. <laughs> okay. So understanding that you have this core energy inside you that is perpetually unlimited, powerful, is an important understanding. And I, I always want to get people in LOA to understand that principle. Yeah you inside you you have the power that creates worlds is the way Avram puts it and i love it it's just beautifully put mm, inside you is the power that creates worlds so your non-physical part of you that joined with the physical which all of us not only talking with our physical bodies we're talking with these non-physical bodies to each other okay that part of you has unlimited potential
0: which is almost unfathomable. It's almost impossible to, to gauge exactly what yeah. that even means.
2: Absolutely. It is. Yeah. And, 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 and that is a great statement because that allows you to understand anything is possible. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it's unlimitedly powerful. It's, so it's a journey to get to that stage of fully appreciating that point of view and living it and then exercising it and then... Um, promoting it, etc. So it's just a journey. And as somebody was saying, who was in a Greenpeace person, she was saying that when she first arrived at the Greenpeace meeting, the first person said, somebody said to her, first thing somebody said to her was, and and she's been on the show. um, And they they said to her, you know, it's a journey. And I'm starting to live in a more green or green process or environment or way it's a journey and it's going to take time for you to put all the pieces together and start trying to live it and it is you know it's the way it works so you're going from a certain level and way of thinking and you've now got to deprogram all that you've got to reprogram a whole lot of other things
1: Um, yeah it's a lot
2: (laughs) it is and 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 it's a journey and if you look at it as a journey then you can appreciate all the steps Mm. But if you am only going to get to the goal, I've got to be like Louis or whatever, 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 you know, it's just like, you know, compare yourself with who you were yesterday, not with somebody else. Mm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then you appreciate the journey. Then you like stepping into who you are now. And it can be an incredible journey for you. It can be absolutely amazing.
0: It gives a completely different flavor in my mind to the word green. Because quite honestly, over the years, the word "green" has come to mean
2: oh, yes. "stay away." Yes, yes. So, Walt, every subject's two subjects. Look at the other side. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
0: that's what I'm celebrating. This, this side is a much more delicious side. Exactly. By, I mean, by exactly. large, large amounts. We're not even talking about being in the same supermarket. We're talking. About, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're talking you know, about the difference between a. a, a true five-star restaurant and Loblaws, restu- Loblaw's supermarket. I mean, it's just not even in the same place. It's just they're not even the same location. <laughs> it's, it's just so, so completely different. But it, it's a wonderful thing because when we are able to at least expose ourselves to that other side, to that flip side, I think you just called it, and and actually experience it, even if it's just vicariously. Because that's what mm-hmm. we're doing here. We're experiencing it vicariously yeah. through your description of it. But even through that, which is a relatively minor way to do it, I mean, it's palpable. We can feel it right mm-hmm. here, right, Amory? Right here on the show, we're just it's, absolutely it's like a every day, feeling. right? Mm-hmm. And especially with this topic. I mean, for years and years, I, lit, I I wasn't exaggerating when I said green stay away with my little mm-hmm. you know, put up the, the finger cross thing, uh, because I, I was just so offended by what that side of the whole green thing was all about and then i hear this sign and i think is this really the same green <laughs> i mean <laughs> is this really the flip side <laughs> holy I mean, it, it doesn't even sound like it's the same universe it sounds like it's an entirely different universe
2: you know Walter. i get a lot of people saying to me oh why should you buy organic it's not really organic and all the rest of it and, I, and my answer always was always it was some very simply i'll i'll, I'll support anybody even tries
0: well that's true yes mm.
2: Yeah, because nothing fully organic up. left on this planet. I'm sorry, because there's air, and uh, you get <laughs> wind <wooden> pollination um, <laughs> from the GMOs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah. Mm. And,
0: and let's be honest: we live, and this is a key component. We live in a world of polarity, that, and we chose to come into a world of polarity. And that world of polarity is going to have all kinds of stuff that is not going to be purely <laughs> organic. <laughs> and it's okay. There's nothing exactly. wrong with that.
2: Exactly. It's perfectly okay. But that doesn't mean we can't choose to focus on. So your just day imagine day. you're starving, Walt, absolutely starving. Will it make any difference if somebody somebody gives you uh, an organic apple or an organic apple? <laughs> it's like, give me that frigging apple. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it food? Is it digestible? <laughs> that's
2: good. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, get, I always I always get amused when these people get um, hung up on spirituality. I say, okay, God's standing there in front of you and you're starving. And he offers you an ab- apple or his blessing. Which one are you going to take? <laughs> <laughs>
0: depends on how nutritious the blessing is. I mean, really. <laughs>
1: well, doesn't food get more nutritious or have a better energy if you bless it yourself?
2: What does blessing mean to you? And Marie.
1: Well, if you have that appreciation for what you're about to consume. hmm
2: Yes. What does appreciation do to you?
1: it makes me happy.
2: It makes you happy. It makes happy equals alignment. Yeah. Which means you're tapping into your source energy.
1: Yeah. Which means you feel.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> just understanding the process of what's actually happening, and then you can answer all these questions yourself. Mm. Mm. It, it, it's just understanding what's happening. What, what is alignment? Because somebody, somebody, no, Abram said to everybody, they didn't, mm-hmm. there wasn't even a question. They, they actually volunteered this, which is unusual. Which is unusual they for them, some, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 they said you, if somebody wanted to call us a salesman, we would say, yes, we are, and what we're selling is alignment. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that, yes. Mm. That's right. And once you understand the word alignment, now my clarity of thought is a level of alignment, which is a level of happiness. Mm. So you could look at it as happy or clarity. <laughs> so um, there's there's many different types of alignment, many, many different types.
0: I think it's interesting that the Abraham Hicks... Uh, emotional guidance scale at the top of the scale has six different words to describe what it's like being in that top most aligned position. And that one of those words, we haven't really talked about this a lot here on the show, but one of those words is knowledge. Knowledge is a high vibration word. And I think it deserves more attention because of that. We need to, we need to think about that more That just how valuable knowledge is, just how high vibration true knowledge really is. But maybe we'll do a show on that. Don't know. Hmm. Kind of makes sense since we are in LOA today's show. Um, <laughs> I do want to uh, remind people that what I said at the top of the wow, hour. Where did you, that owl go? I know it flies, <laughs> doesn't it? Especially when it's a really juicy, you know, meaty topic like any good food is. Um, but <laughs> at, at the top of the hour, I, I was telling people how Shelly's deciding she's going to leave Tuesday. Uh, Bridget, of course, is um, my newest co host on Tuesday, but now we need somebody else to, to kind of fill the breach, so to speak. So if you had. Been hearing what Anne Marie was doing and that what Bridget was doing and kind of getting excited along with them vicariously because they're joining the show and having all this good stuff. Take the step. Reach out. Do it. Do it. Just just (laughs) just do it now. Just just for the heck of it. Because you're gonna love it. I know for a fact you're gonna love it. Anyone who decides to just, you know, take the risk is going to find, wow, it was one of the best decisions they ever made in their lives because you guys can confirm this. You learn a ton doing this show. I don't care how much absolutely. you know. You learn a ton, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's just amazing what you get out of it. You get a lot as a listener. You get a lot more by being a co-host. So. I want to thank you guys for being such wonderful co-hosts. Louie, boy, great stories today. You, you thank know you. how much I love stories, right? And no. wow, you just <laughs> grabbed, you you grabbed my attention today in a big, big way. I'm sure you grabbed listeners' attention as well. So thank you for that. Really, really good. Oh. So
2: juicy, I love it. <laughs> Anne Marie, so, now so I, you're coming around for a dinner tonight? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I
0: was get the JFK. No, no, that's not going to work. We'll have to plan it for tomorrow. But anyway, Anne Marie, gotta get you to to give us one more endorsement because I want to give that little push to people. Why should somebody choose to contact us by being a co-host on Tuesday?
1: So if you want to have fun and learn stuff for an hour on a Tuesday night and meet some wonderful people and feel very proud of yourself and just contact Walt.
0: Very nice.
1: Can I hire you to do my marketing? Absolutely. You're I'm there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank you guys very much. Thank you to all of our listeners everywhere. And uh, thank you to those who are about to come onto the show. Ooh, there's a juicy fly. I'm going to think about that one for the next uh, minute or two just to kind of – make that one sit in there and just start doing its universal thing. It's going to be good. Anyway, we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Take care. <laughs>